This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This week, it's a fun ride as the boys are on form. Washroom Wade, the one percenter, sells half of his restroom empire. Everyman Mark touts the benefits of Tinder's new premium option to be ignored by non-matches. And Billius Bob gives phenomenal blowing tips and, um, huge lenses. From memories of cringy past to Mitsubishi's made of gum, Yes, it's time for Worth It. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Distractable. My name is Markiplier and I'm going to be your host today for this wonderful journey into the minds of us three. Who is we three? Me and me and these are the Bob and Wade. I'm a the? The, yeah. Oh. Hi. Hello. Hey, bud. Wade, why do you, you look so scared? <laughs> I'm always scared. You, you know? Wait, you have to put on your normal human smile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know people listening can't see it, but you all know what Wade looks like. And imagine the face that he's pulling right now. And you, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> this reminds me of that video you posted. Like, I had to be like 2014, 2015, the Markiplier's Magic Touch. I don't know if you remember oh. that. God, I blocked that video out of my mind. That's like a formative memory for me, by the way. Real? Oh yeah, because it was your first time. That was like, the first time the I ever went to LA, and you picked me up from the airport, and you were like, "When you walk in, can everyone inside this apartment touch your face for like a couple minutes?" <laughs> and then that happened. You know how I've always said I look back on all of my videos fondly. <laughs> I don't look back on that one fondly at all. <laughs> You guys were all like, had these like orgasmic faces, and then you were like, wait, we're gonna change the lighting, and you just make the worst faces you can, and we're gonna change the shooting angle. Like, you guys were all like, oh, and then my face, like with my shaved face, just like. That, that video is pro, and I've done a lot of cringy things. Most of it intentional. That one kind of intentional. That one might be the worst, and no one ever brings it up. It lives rent free in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I somehow expunged it from my memory. The next person who interviews you really needs to bring that up as a point to talk about. Yeah, I, I remember why. Because I, I bought a camera that could do slow motion, and I was just like, I'm going to use it in everything because I <laughs> fucking love it. Just like everyone ever gets a slow motion camera. And just like, yeah, what can we do? I don't know, make dumb faces. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Well, and I learned from that that having a beard really reduces people's ability to see your like facial maneuverability. So like the different ways I can like 
with my cheeks and like make the wrinkles really just look awful. The beard really hides a lot of it. If you go and watch Markiplier's Magic Touch and you see like the horrible, why are you telling people to do this? YouTube.com slash the Mark Markiplier's Magic Touch. Reviews, man. Yeah, all right. Well, well, we don't need to subject uh, the new generation to such cringe. You know, I don't think they can handle it. We may have grown up like sweltering in the millennial cringe, but, you know, they're seeing just the after effects of it, the echoes of it. You know, they're living <laughs> beyond that. They're creating new cringe as it goes on. Our thousand cringe stare. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's left. <laughs> the, uh, man, you got to coin that. You got to put that on a shirt. That's a great <laughs> yeah, that is a good up description. Anyway, today's episode is going to be about the fun stuff that you want to talk about and all the old other things that you can, whatever. Shut up. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, I'll shut up or yeah. No, them. The, the oh, okay. Uh, good. Doing pretty good. The magic box is gone. I don't know if that's in the most recent episode, but remember I had a box next to me that was moving. I killed it. I burned it <laughs> in ritual sacrifice. It's gone. Oh, that's good. Um, it doesn't happen to never mind. Hmm? What? The joke I was going to make wouldn't make sense yet because the reference I don't think would be out. What? Are you predicting the few? What? Yes. Wade's actually a multi-dimensional being and he just let it slip. Mm, okay, good. Well, now that everyone is thoroughly confused, Bob, how's your life going? He's the one that answered, man, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I got a, look, I got a book. <laughs> Tell us fucking more, I guess, man, whatever. I got more, I got more stuff to talk about, okay? I was at Costco. Yeah, wait, shut up. I want to hear this. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm really out of ideas for podcast stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I got this book called History's Worst Decisions and Inventions. Mm. And this is going to be the basis of some kind of episode. Also, it cost me 18 so you know it's a good book i mean it looks thick and it looks like it has some interesting subjects and good it's got a lot of pictures wow look at that i can't see it good neither it's nikola tesla doing uh, doing electricity things see i love when he played palpatine unlimited ah! will when you edit this make that full screen but blur it out just how we were seeing it <laughs> like really pixelated and low res so even the watchers get frustrated just like because because if the listeners can't see properly and are like just showing things that i can't see then the viewers must be equally frustrated we want to make the viewing experience as bad as possible make it so blurry the listeners see it better it's actually worse than listening to watch the video that's what we want i don't want that actually i want to point that out that i actually very much care which is the perfect segue into my subject for today i'm great man thanks a fucking good for asking go on <laughs> great segue please go for it i'll just be here bob do you have more to add Oh, yeah, you know what? I was out in the car the other day. Great! Oh, you weren't being serious, I see. Well, I was. Well, in the car, in the park, I don't care which. Just say your words. Uh, we, I, installed, I installed a camera in the car, so now we can see James in his little car seat while we're oh, driving. That's cute! Yeah, it's good <laughs> stuff. Anyway, the topic? Should we start the episode? Uh, you know what? I'm, I, you know, I don't want to give away to any more ammo to think that I'm against him. It literally just happens this way. I don't know why. I legitimately thought he brought up that first one and then I legitimately <laughs> forgot that he didn't give his say. So wait, I've, I'm going to hear now's your chance. I want to hear. He's not going to, he's not going to participate. He's going to be salty about it. I'm so serious. Wait, I did. It was all not 
intentional. I want to know how your day was. I, I, he's glaring at me. He's squinting at me, but it's just like, I really truly did not mean for this intro to go this way or every other intro that I've ever hosted that has somehow ignored you. It's not a bit. It just happens. It's just a coincidence that it always happens the same way. Oh, like Bob with the coin flip. Remember? Remember, Wade? Remember? You lost the coin flip of life. I lost the coin flip of friendship. Bob lost an actual coin flip. Oh. But things are actually pretty good. We uh, got rid of our old house, so I'm no longer a man with ten toilets. I'm only a man with five. You have five toilets? Dude, I feel like every house we've ever looked at in Cincinnati, for some reason, it's like one bedroom, five toilets. You know what? I just, I say that, but I, we do have four toilets in my house. I forgot we have I mean, for Cincinnati, man, I don't know if it's because we have chili or what it is, but they're like, you need toilets. You need so many toilets. You gotta have the capacity to dump out on every floor of your house, at least one location, okay? You gotta have a master bathroom. Uh, if you have, if you have a two-story house and a basement, which I, I feel like a basement's pretty standard here, but you have to have a basement toilet, a main floor toilet, a master toilet. And then, like, one upstairs guest toilet. You have to have at least four toilets. Otherwise, it's not really a house. It's a weird warehouse. You've been set up. You're on, like, Ashton Kutcher's Punked? Was he the one that hosted Punked? I think so, actually. So, if you don't have four toilets or more in Cincinnati, you're you're on an episode of Punked. I've lived here all my life. It's been a 20-year buildup. He's coming. Ashton is coming. All right. So that's doing well for you? Well, having five less toilets is great, yeah. That's, that's the takeaway from... All right. Thank you for the time. Wait, no. Can I? I don't. I, so I don't want to get into the details of the transaction because I don't want to dox you or anyone. But what? How was the di- the disclosures on your old house in regards to all the water damage stuff? Oh, I was very transparent. Did you write like a five page paper of like, and then this toilet leaked, <laughs> and it came through this ceiling, and there's pictures in the ad- in the appendix. For every issue we had, we spent so much money trying to fix everything correctly. And we redid so many like pipes that like on the form, I was like, look, somewhere along the ownership lines, there were a lot of like do it yourselfers that really sucked. And we spent whatever, five years redoing their doing. And this happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened. But we did everything we can to fix it right. And we did this, we did that, we replaced this. Like I was very upfront because honestly, I am proud of the work we had done in that house because we thought it would be our forever home. So we were fixing it up to like be done correctly for that. So I, I had just, I fully disclosed everything, even things I probably didn't have to disclose. I was like, this happened. We fixed it. You're welcome. Buy my house. You should, uh, you should burn the Drowned Man saga onto DVD and just like stick that in their mailbox at some point. I guess I should go burn the house down. <laughs> no, no, no. Burn a DVD of the Drowned Man saga and just anonymously stick it in their mailbox. No, what you do is you get like a time biodegradable bag. You fill it with water and put the disc inside it and hide that in the wall so that eventually <laughs> in nine months it'll start to leak and then the wall will get a water stand that they'll they'll chip away and peel away it in a frantic like <laughs> and then they'll rip it open and they'll be like a DVD in a sopping bag and they'll be like what no and they'll put it in and they'll see how haunted their house really is I'll put the wig for like pretending to be JP in there so it's just like a, a wig of hair like a sl- <laughs> sopping wet wig in a DVD <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a pair of gloves just to really sell it <laughs> All right. Anyway, so um, Wade having 10 toilets and now five plus, I guess, the money from the house 
being sold, which is good. We still had a mortgage. And apparently when you sell the house, the realtors take out of what you get, not what the buyers pay. So there were some... Yeah, that's how it works. But anyway, go on. Put him in the 1%. How dare you, you scum? Wait, losing five toilets put me up a percent? No, yeah, yeah. And getting the money from the sale, yeah. This son of a bitch doesn't speak for the people. Doesn't speak for the... the Every man. Thanks for the time. I appreciate you letting me talk. <laughs> go on. Go back to being a dick to me. I am going to bring something that is probably relevant to you, Wade, to your attention. Definitely relevant to you. I left my monocle upstairs. I could go get it. Go on, fucking pleb. <laughs> Tinder is launching a new five. I'm married. What the hell? This is relevant to you, you one percent. <laughs> They're lost. People are wondering why I was wearing the headband. It's because literally every time I breathe in, my hair goes in my mouth. They're launching a new $500 per month option for elite users like yourself. Oh my God, my mistresses are going to love this. Hang on. I know. Anyway, I just thought this was hilarious that it was even possible that this could go over. You pay $500 a month to, to just have access to Tinder, but only see other rich people? No. That would be more logical. Susie, Susie 2, and Susie 3 are going to love... I only date Susie, so I don't get them confused. <laughs> so there might be that feature, but the main feature that draw my attention to this is that if you pay this money, you'll be able to send messages to people you haven't matched with. Neat. I'm seeing that. You just get direct access to whoever's DMs you want without any consent or invitation or anything. Yep. Neat. Mm-hmm. If you pay your way to success, you too can be a creep showing up in people's inboxes uninvited. You also get a badge. You can also set it so you only see other people who have the expensive subscription. And also, your profile has an unblurred photo that gets prioritized in whatever the likes you grid <laughs> oh, is God. for one week. <laughs> this is even better than whenever you go to Shadysville, Ohio, and you pay the blacksmith, the blacksmith, the, the locksmith $500 a month to get those skeleton keys. So you can let yourself into anyone's house you want. What era are you from again? We've kind of touched on this before, where you may be much <laughs> older than we. <laughs> You are. What do you mean? <laughs> this eldritch time traveling god that you are. Dude, the witch trials were like last week. I'm not that old. They just happened. Anyway, this kind of brought up me to think about this concept of being tone deaf, right? And this is a company that like has a subscription that completely destroys their entire business model, right? Because it's just going to make people leave because they're like, why the fuck are people able to message me? Unless oh. they're like, you can afford $500 a month to talk to me when I don't want to talk to you? You must be rich. I love you all of a sudden. Isn't it obvious? Yep, that's the one. That's like seeing an uncensored million dollar check in your DMs and it's like, it's so big, you know? Uh, that's definitely what's going to happen. No, wait, right. Don't question it. <laughs> I, just, I was just like, man, the visual journey you take my imagination on is just so profound and I love it. And I love that about you, Wade. Five points. Thank you. Sorry, I kind of zoned out. I was picturing how big that check would be. Same size as an, any other check, I think. No, it's one of those big novelty ones, but it's... it's I'm sorry, do, do rich people get extra large checks to just so that when they write checks, it's more impressive? They never know when they open a package if it's like the original Mona Lisa or just their checks arriving for the month. 1% of 1%er has a 
electrician at the door, and he's like, yeah, it'll be $178 uh, for the service today, and they're like, I'll just round it up to $180. $178? Let me just buy your business. You should be charging more than that. Let me see if I have any hundreds rolling around the floor of my Mercedes Benz. Do you take millions of dollars? I can't go lower than that. Oh, I can't be bothered with change. Here's, just take $10 million. Can't believe they don't have coins for 100 yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, million-dollar bills don't exist. Not for the poor people, they don't. Now break this. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of a guy just decides that's his that's his scam and he and he gets some million dollar bills and everyone is like that's not a real that doesn't exist he's like you wouldn't know about this but uh, when you reach a certain threshold of income you do get access to million dollar bills I'm really not supposed to give this to someone like you <laughs> but it's all I've got can you give me change what if it's the same size bill but it's just longer to incorporate the zeros. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like a spreadsheet. Instead of doing like one line, they did wrap text, so it's just like one zero 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 zero. It's just thick. They say unroll it and you scroll to hand them their their bill. It's real. Uh, Mark, this is a weird topic. Oh, no. So I'm circling back around to it. So, right. Like, that is an exorbitant, stupid expenditure that people with way too much money have. And I recently came to the realization that I am looked down upon by certain characters on the subreddit for oftentimes bringing up, let's say, pieces of technology that are somewhat expensive sometimes. Sometimes insanely expensive. It can seem superfluous, right? And I I recently, you know, have, I, I want to just like say to the subreddit, um, you're welcome. I recently brought to the fold the funniest episode we've ever had beating Bob's fridge, illegal advice. And I just like, th you're welcome, everybody. I'm so glad I could bring you so many laughs in that episode. I'm so glad that you guys enjoyed it so much. As the host of that episode, I take full credit and responsibility for all enjoyment of that episode. And I think that now it's really turning for me on the subreddit. I am now the hero of the subreddit and the audience in general. Way too quick for the hero arc, Mark. Sorry, you're not there yet. No, no, this is this is Mark Blair's hero arc. I had my villain arc, and I think that that was really undeserved but now it's my hero arc so i want to i want to become a human i want to or i want to i want to show my humanity i am so glad to hear that because during your villain arc whenever we hosted uh bob wade and friend there was a point where like the true statement was you had to give us like a percentage of your YouTube earnings and villain Mark would have never done that, but hero Mark definitely will. So Bob and I are super glad to hear that uh, you're on your hero arc. Now we look forward. Absolutely. And I'm true to my word. All the revenue from Markiplier two is coming your way, baby. <laughs> two? Don't... Oh, what is two? You know, Markiplier two. Oh, Anyway, I'm a man of my word, and given that that was like such a hilarious episode, I'm so glad I could provide the laughs. I want to make an episode that everyone can relate to. I want to know what is the thing that you would spend a lot of money on. And I know this is kind of like crazy, but I wanted to talk about it because there was um, there was a conversation I was having with Phil, the DP for you guys know Phil. Uh, he did. He was DP on space and heist. And he was talking about the lenses that we used on 
the movie that we were filming. And I knew they were good lenses. I didn't know what they were when he got them. It was just like him and him and Matt. They, Matt had someone that had this set and they was like, these are really great lenses. There's only six sets of this in the world. We should use this for the movie. And I'm like, sure, it was expensive to rent, but it was like, if 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 it's what you say is good, you're you're the cinematographer. I know that you know a lot more about visual stuff than I do. I didn't know how good these lenses were until like last week. He came over to my house. He was helping me like look through the movie and like reviewing some stuff. Um, but he was talking about this and what the lenses are. This is not going to mean anything, but this was so fascinating because I think I think the 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 topics that we've talked about before and the things that I talk about and I'm really excited about that a lot of people can't relate to and they only see the price tag. But I want to talk about something that has a high price tag, but it has a rich history behind it. And there's a reason that it's expensive. And there's a reason that you would pay a premium for it because of the quality and the artistic value that it has, or at least the personal value of some things. It doesn't have to be an artistic. But what these are, the it's they're called Minolta Rocor Cinema Lenses. And that doesn't exist. Minolta, the company of lens men, lens manufacturer in Japan in the 1960s and 70s made lenses called Rokor lenses, which was named after Mount Roko in Japan. Yeah, I was going to say, I think my parents have an old film camera that was a Minolta that had Rokor branding on it, but that was like just like a normal like film camera. If they have leftover lenses, those are incredibly valuable. Even if it's just like a junk kit lens that came with a whatever kit? Maybe. Like, huh. it's it's hard to say. There's there's resources to look it up. But the reason these are very special lenses is because they, they, like I said, Minolta Rokor cinema lenses didn't exist a few years ago. You have to take their lenses, get something that has survived all this time, that hasn't like had any scratches, dust gotten in it, like exposure to too much light, fungus growing inside of it no dirt like got inside of it pristine glass which after all this time because of the coatings that were on the lenses themselves they've aged in a very specific way that has created this warm tone to the image when light goes in there it gets an amber like little tint to it it creates a softness and a, like a special quality of the image that is so intangible like if you did a if you just saw a movie and you're like that looked good because it was large format camera whatever it looked good but if you saw something that was with a like a pristine, beautiful lens that gave richness to the image, you would be like, that was actually different if you did an A-B comparison. It might be hard to discern, but there is like a discernible quality comparative to this lens. Now, what he was saying to me is he was talking about the process because the lenses themselves you can get and you buy, they're like maybe $500 a lens, but then to rehouse them in a cinema housing takes thousands of dollars and like a year of effort just to transfer it over from its old casing into a new case and get them all lined up, get them all calibrated, get them all. Good Lord. They have to reinvent the entire lens while still maintaining the aesthetic and the performance of the original lens. It's a very difficult process. I don't even know the half of it. Wouldn't it be cheaper just to pay someone to lay on the camera and hold the lens in place for you while you film? <laughs> I mean, you're saying it gives a warmth to the image and it, I'm pretty sure there's like a TikTok filter that does that. Right. Yeah, there is definitely just a TikTok. Filter. But can't you it's, just do that with like AI or something now? Maybe someday soon, actually. But honestly, it is crazy. The difference of these lenses. And now, OK, so let me but let me give you numbers. I bought a lens kit recently that I love very much and it has eight lenses in it and it was $14,000 for the entire 
entire set. And these are cinema lenses, they're high quality, and they'll, they, you could film any movie you want on them, and that'd be great. I bought this because I invested in it, and I was like, I'm gonna use this for like almost all of my projects from here on till forever. This lens set, I think if you bought it, would cost about $120,000. Holy. So why don't you own that one? Are you poor or something? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, Phil told me about it. Phil told me, like, because he was doing this thing where he was like, man, if only someone just bought this set and then we could use it on any project ever. (laughs) Man, someone just put the money in to own this so we wouldn't have to wait and see if it's available for rent. He was really giving me the side eye hard on that. I'm like, dude, I don't know who you <laughs> I need to learn to like become a glass blower so I can make $120,000 selling lenses. Yeah, that's how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, you run over to the furnace and you heat it up and then you run over to the rack and you're all <laughs> Minolta. You actually have to scream Minolta through the pipe. Every, every breath you're all Minolta! <laughs> that's how that's what gives it the ripple that gives it the warp guaranteed a hundred thousand dollars just for doing that yeah if you could breathe minolta lenses into existence you would be worth any amount of money but it's just god it's like bah! that's a 21 all right <laughs> that's a 50 <laughs> i'll bet people who play harmonica could make some hella lenses oh my god what does harmonica have to do with it just the way you can like control your like amount of breath and stuff your your airflow look i don't know enough about harmonica so i'm gonna assume he knows just about as much about harmonica as he does glass blowing lenses enough uh apparently more than you know about glass blowing lenses <laughs> he knows enough mark <laughs> you're right I, I apologize i apologize i just imagine your guys group like get together to solve this was like all right what can we watch from like the 1970s 80s uh oh look at these porn man look at the high quality lenses you can look at the warmth because everything that was sold in the 70s i think was a porn right so these are photography i should have mentioned these are photography lenses oh <laughs> You can take they, photos of porn. They didn't have, you know, just handheld video cameras back then. But no, of course they did. I mean, you can still like now the video cameras are anyway. I, I, that's not the point, Wade. God. So what I wanted to talk about is because when Phil told me about that price, even I, once he started to explain why these lenses were special, what the history was, what the efforts it took to even get that lens there to that moment on set that we could have it and the the quality with which it put out, I was just like, oh, I see. I see why there's value here, even though it's an exorbitant price, an ungodly price for $120,000 for a, a 10 a 10 or 11 lens set. That's like $10,000 a lens. And that's not even the cheapest lens. There are lenses out there that a whole set would be $400,000. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I this is reminding me when we were on, we did our tour, our live show tour. Well, the one of the stops we had it filmed in the vegas show we had it filmed professionally and i remember the crew that showed up had all this crazy stuff all this gear they set this whole thing up and i remember there was just this huge lens sitting on a table and i don't remember if it was you or ethan i think it was ethan maybe we were sitting there and we were just looking at it like wow that's cool i wonder and ethan like asked the guy and it was a sixty thousand dollar lens <laughs> and i it 
Like, it was enormous and had all kinds of twisty bits, and I don't know what all it did, but it was like, you know, the fanciest whatever lens. I, I'm sure you could buy a whole set of those if you really wanted to, but goddamn, $60,000 for one lens per, that probably does not have that wide of a, of a range of focal distance if it's not fixed anywhere. Or it's not a prime lens to begin with. Like, I don't know. That's so expensive that Elon Musk can only afford like 700 of those a day with his daily salary. Mm, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. So this episode's kind of about like instead of focusing on what wealthy people can buy, it's about what poor people dream about buying. <laughs> it's about what poor people will never get to own in their entire lives. I never know when you're joking or just being dumb. I just I can't discern, so I always assume that you're it's being a talent and I abuse it. Anyway, no, what I'm saying is what I want to know is things that you guys have like a deep appreciation for that you think would be worth the price. That that if someone saved up for like years to be able to buy something that's not a house, uh maybe a car. I guess, but like I want, I want to know like these niche things, these small things. Where if someone at a casual glance saw these lenses and were just like, "Oh, it's like it's the size of a briefcase, the whole lens set. How could it be worth that much?" And then you hear the history of it, and then you hear the journey it's taken, and then you hear the craft that's gone into it, and then you hear the human hours that have been put into this thing, and you're like, "Wow, this is really might actually be worth the price." It, it's like you do need to learn the whole story behind it, and even someone else might be like, "I." 
I don't have a use for lenses, but at least I can appreciate the art that goes into it. And I think me talking about a hard drive doesn't, no one can appreciate the art that goes into a hard drive. There's not really art there. It's pure function. I would only buy that for business. This is kind of like, and of course, like movie making can be a business, but it's also, it's an art form. It's creative. Yeah, well, you don't spend that much money on those lenses because you can't achieve your business goals without them. It's, it's an artistic choice that where it's like, uh, I see, I I knew this was, I, I picked up on this when you started going on about the lenses. This whole time I've been trying to think if there's a thing that, that like is like that for me, it's tough. I don't know if Wade, you have anything that came directly to your head. I think I don't value stuff that highly. And certainly not to say that I don't have expensive stuff, but that's really honestly more just like, I don't know, greed is not the right word, but like I covet things, right? I've grown up and I've always, well, I always wanted to have like a MacBook Pro, but it was always so expensive. I own one now because it's a business expense and like uh, we're, we're doing well enough. I was like, I'm just going to splurge and get it. I think the only kind of thing where I would spend an inordinate amount of money, like a completely undeserved, unreasonable amount of money would be if there was a car or something or a boat there was a thing that, like, my grandfather had owned and worked on. And, like, mm. part of him was in that. And there isn't. I wish that there was, but I don't know of a, of a thing. You know, it's really stupid. It was, a, it was an awful little car, but I learned how to drive stick, drive manual transmission in my grandfather's Geo Tracker. Which is a little two-seater SUV. It's like a, t and then, then his was a particularly beat up example because they used to like tow it behind the motorhome when they would go traveling. So it was like a crap car. It didn't run right. It, it would stall all the time. If I could find that car, I would probably pay an embarrassing amount of money. It's not worth very, it's probably worth like a thousand dollars now, but I would pay way more than is even remotely reasonable to get that just mm. because I know it was his. But there's nothing, there's nothing like that that exists. But theoretically, like, I would totally go for that. I also know my dad, when he was young, he had a, a Volkswagen Beetle. It's the car that he drove when he met my mom, and he drove back and forth to visit her uh, from college and stuff. I could find his Beetle, which when he owned it in, like, the 70s, already the floorboards were rusted out, and it was an absolute piece of shit. If I could find that, I would pay, you know, some unbelievable amount of money for a rusted out piece of crap nothing just to buy it and try and like restore it just to hold on to that but i don't i don't think anything like that actually exists for me outside of completely theoretical things and i can't i'm just struggling i don't know no that's totally fun because that's also like part of it like it's either collectibles it could it doesn't have to be like an artistic creation it could be like I, you you have a very niche hobby you have a very niche thing i, I would love for people on the subreddit to talk about like the the unique like art supply or the paint that is just like it's made out of like seashells but only from oysters at the this certain depth on this atlantic shelf or something like this or it's like i i love hearing about such niche things but it could be like sentimental things like the car thing reminds me of of my stepdad had a car that he always said he was going to uh like like fix up fix or, up store yeah yeah and and then he like he had his accident when i was like 13 um and so he never got the chance and it just rusted and it sat in the driveway and eventually like it had like it, we were just donated to whatever the the charity that takes cars now that i like actually have money i kind of have thought about that because my my stepdad finally passed away about a year ago um and it was one of those things where I realized that I had a thought. I was like, oh, that car would never be fixed up. I would 
pay. And I know it's like it was crushed into like a cube and it's like super recycled. There's no way it'd ever be. It's in someone's iPhone right now. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. (laughs) But you just made me realize like, man, if I could, if I found that, if I found that, if I was driving down the street and I I saw it on the road and it was just like it had an exorbitant price, but I knew it was that car, I would, I would buy it like right then and there. And then I would fix it up just kind of like in honor of like his dream that never was fulfilled. Um, And that would be worth it to me, like in a heartbeat. And I know that can't happen because it's like, it's a cube somewhere or a phone, but it's like, yeah, that just made me think of that. I'm like, yeah, I would pay for that. Similar vein. My grandparents had a pontoon. Surprise, surprise, weighed like boat. But it's actually still in the family. Like my my, um, aunt has it right now. So I don't have to like worry about it because we still have that pontoon. And it's in rough shape. Probably needs a new motor. Needs to have like all of the wood boards replaced, carpet. Like it, it needs a lot of work. I wouldn't want it to be sold. I would want to fix it. Because it's like all my memories growing up, like a lot, a, a lot of my like best memories growing up are on that boat. Random, I don't want to collect these, but I would love to go to a place and see it. But like when I was younger, I used to have a fascination with pocket watches and like clocks and stuff. Not owning them myself, but going and seeing like just an evolution of clocks and watches and like being able to like see the innards and how they all function from like whenever they were first invented to like modern day and just seeing that. I think that would be fascinating. I don't know why, but I would just love to see that. Personal collections. The only things I still own from when I was like younger and collected things. I have some Star Wars toys that were like my brothers or whatever from like the 1970s, 80s, like some of the original Star Wars toys. And I think having like a full collection of that would be really neat. I personally collected Pokemon cards when I was younger. And I see people now, there's like 500 Pokemon decks that have come out. Some of the like original deck first editions, some of those Charizards goes for like tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's nuts. I don't know if I would want to pay that much for a piece of cardboard, but uh it'd be cool to have like first editions of all the ones that used to exist and and oddly enough beanie babies were a huge part of my childhood and i still have two tubs i could go (laughs) show you all right now i could go grab a tub i have two of those like whatever size container tubs of beanie babies and they've all got tag protectors on their tags oh and on top of that they're in sealed ziploc bags to protect them on so they've got like two layers of protection but I've got like the Princess Diana bear, so many bears. The bears are going to be so valuable. You need to collect the bears. The bears. I was like 10 years old collecting Beanie Babies and I played with them for a little while. And like some of my tags got ruined because they were toys. And then at one point my brain swapped. and was like, these are collector's items. And I had my grandparents buy me like a book that showed me guess guesstimate valuations of what Beanie Babies were worth and which ones were the rare valuable ones and this and that. I think I still have that book in the tub too. But there were some Beanie Babies that were just like, I need to get that one. I don't have that one. How do I get Peanut the Royal Blue Elephant versus Peanut just the Blue Elephant? How do I get the Derby Horse with the the velvet tail instead of the yarn tail. That one's worth like $10,000. Why don't I have that one? That would be a weird one to kind of want to complete. But I remember like (laughs) childhood me was obsessed. Like every time I went to a store that had beanie babies and a thing, it was like, does this have one of the rare only printed one in a billion ones in there? No, why not? Why isn't that in a random tub? I have no idea, man, but I think there are still Beanie Babies over at my my family's house. Uh, But that, okay, if you can't think of something that you would buy, unless you don't want to say it, what is the most expensive thing you have bought just for fun? Like, like, I'm not talking a business expense. I'm not talking like a functional thing like a house. I'm talking like a car. Not a functional thing. Not a car. It's not functional. I did not buy it because it's functional. Oh, okay. All right. I, I bought this car a year and a half ago when I knew that we were already 
uh, just we had already decided we were going to try and have a baby and have a family. It has four doors, but it's a compact sports car with hard suspension. It's not a practical car. I was considering getting a two-seater, but I was like, no, if we're going to have a kid, I have to at least be able to like have three humans in a car together. But it's not practical. It's This is the car I grew up coveting, and I bought it because I wanted it, even though I should have probably got a family car that would be way more convenient to use and comfortable to drive. But if you want to disqualify a car, that's fine. I can think of other stuff. No, it's fine. It's fine. I totally get that. I totally get that. But I feel like I feel like what I'm looking for is that thing that has almost no function. I guess not, because the lenses. I'm just trying to like help you guys. Again, mine is pseudo-functional, but it was more so like I wanted it, and then I found an excuse used to use it so I could get it. I do uh, like a D&D campaigns or tabletop campaigns over on Lost Initiative. Shout out twitch.tv slash lost initiative uh, every Wednesday. And we did a Star Wars game a little while back that took place during the Old Republic. And I was a huge fan of like Coder 2 uh, and Revan. I, I had like a Revan obsession. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Revan, but that was a big... I- Vaguely, coder yeah. one coder two thing you can look up rev and see like the iconic mask oh oh knights i kotor it didn't ring it didn't ring a bell for me but yeah i get you when we were doing this campaign i played a character who had like an obsession with revan like he was part of a sith cult and their cult like worshipped revan and whatever and i was like what if this cult wore like revan replica armor and stuff so that way i can go to like etsy and buy a really expensive Revan cosplay to wear on the stream so I can own a really cool Revan cosplay. And one of the things I want to spend, I don't know how much these cost, but I would love to get like a case, like a plastic or glass case with like a mannequin inside and put like this Revan cosplay on just display it somewhere. Because right now I just have a box with like this full Revan cosplay that I spent. I spent like 1200 bucks on this Revan cosplay. Like it was an expensive cosplay. Damn. But I wanted it so badly because I, I, I just love the Old Republic and Revan stuff so much. So you have it? You have it? I do. Yeah. Still in your house? Yeah. You've never worn it? No, I have. I, I wore it on the on the, oh, okay. the campaign. I, just, I, I wore it like during it. the campaign. I don't just wear it around for fun. <laughs> you should wear it to cons, man. <laughs> you So the mask, the way it's designed is like Revan has this one little line and that's what you see through. So you see, and it's like this one line and it's so hot because all of the air comes up and like into your head. So when you're breathing, it's just like, and you feel the hot air splash against your face and you're trying to see, and it's this one little line of like stuff. And there's like a spray you can use that apparently helps stop it from fogging, but it doesn't really work that well. So you have this one little line of visuals you can see, you breathe and it's like, fuck, where is the world? I can't see anything. Man, that was uh, that was all the training you got for WUG, so you were able to actually function in there. I yeah, uh, <laughs> very similar actually, very similar. Though I think WUG was even tougher because it was two masks, <laughs> two masks, one with smaller holes in that eye slit, and the other one just big giant sunglass that fogged up with every breath. Yeah, couldn't have made it worse for you. Yeah, but I had some practice for WUG with the Revan cosplay. But I don't know that I I also got um showed you guys the. Uh, N7 Mass Effect rifle. I've actually got like a full N7 armor cosplay too with like the helmet and everything. I think I've showed you, have you showed you guys the helmet? No, yeah, maybe. So you do have this. This is exactly what I was talking about. Arts and craftsmanship in, in like a, uh, a purchase that most people would find like uh not thing but i could totally say like there's a lot of craft that goes into it and it's like a one-time use kind of thing that's cool i've got like a full armor set i didn't know you had a full armor set wow 
And I don't have batteries in it, but like it lights up has like blue lighting or whatever too. Like it doesn't. Uh, that's pretty cool. Games and stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. I feel like I'm misunderstanding your thing, Mark, because I really I thought of something else, but it's not. I feel like it's it's still wrong. But I want to talk about. No, it. No, no, there's no wrong. I'm trying to just like open it broader so that like there can be more categories here. Because if you don't have one, then it's like we got nothing to talk about. Yeah. Well, so I this this is a category of things that I have had. And it's something that, um, as I, when I was a kid, I was kind of confused why my parents spent a lot of money on vacations. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was funny. Both my parents grew up in blue collar families. Like they were, I think they were both the first person in their family to go to college. So like their parents were like more blue collar jobs. And, and like my dad's dad worked like at the, at the, uh, electric the power plant that was like i think that was the main thing he did where he just like was a you know he fixed things with his hands and did stuff at the power plant and um my parents were generally like i don't know, say cheap but pretty frugal because like they did well my mom had a had a good career she was incredibly successful and like they did well but they were still just like always frugal we always bought everything secondhand um uh, like new sports equipment or whatever we always would go to like play it against sports and get secondhand stuff because why do you need to get a kid new stuff they're going to use for maybe a couple of years at tops whatever and but they would spend a ton of money on vacations and when i was a kid i never really thought about it but i was like oh that's kind of weird i guess they just like vacations now that i'm like more my own person and i look back on that those thing those trips those times with people where you're like because it was like we went on trips where it was me and my parents and my dad's parents or me and my parents and my grandmother on my mom's side we have several trips those are like some of my most formative, most cherished memories. And we've done that more recently, Mandy and I, uh, in like 2018, instead of getting people Christmas presents, we like booked a trip to Orlando and we went to Universal with like Mandy's family, like part of Mandy's family. And um, I would pay almost any amount of money to keep those memories. Like if I had to go back and do it again, I get why my parents would would shell out for such a like and it wasn't like an extravagant vacation or something it's not like we stayed in villas or something but it was expensive because you take the whole family with you and like that's all i want to do now i don't really have things that i want to buy that like i would spend any amount of money for in terms of like collections or like wade's cool armor stuff but trips i would spend every dollar i had to have another fantastic trip where my family gets to get together and we we go somewhere and it becomes one of those like cornerstone memories where for the rest of my life, I will remember the trip we took with my maternal grandmother. We went on a Caribbean cruise and we went and saw a cameo factory. And like when I was there, as I was relatively young, I was in like high school. I was kind of for all, some of it. I was kind of like boring. It was boring. But I look back and like that is one of my best memories because we were at, together as family and we were removed from like the everyday life, the grind of working in school and everything. All we did was spend time together for like five straight days. And all we did was like talk and do things and be with each other in a way that you don't really do when you're like on a normal day to day. Even when you visit grandparents, if you just like go for the holidays, it's busy. Everyone's cooking food, you're doing stuff, you know, like it was just such a unique way to like get to know my family and have memories with family members who have since passed. And it's like, I would pay any amount almost, probably any amount of money that I had to keep those memories and to make more. I want to book more trips. I want... James to have those kind of trips 
it's for like his memories so that he gets to know his grandparents and stuff like I'm that's not what you were describing but if I think about like the vibe of what you're getting at those are the things for me where it's like the time with people that's so hard to get and that's so precious that's what I would spend every dollar in my bank account to to keep and to make more of yeah I actually am gonna just to preface the 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 subject I'm gonna recontextualize it to what is worth the money I think that is the distillation of what I'm trying to get at is I want to know whatever, anything, anything, you've bought it, you've never bought it, you don't want to buy it, but you think it, what's worth the money? Because those memories, yeah, absolutely, they're worth the money. They, they're absolutely worth it. You would pay any price for it because it just holds a value beyond the dollar that it costs. I would like to know just like, what is in your mind worth the money? Like you, you, it doesn't have to be anything like, and I'm, I, it could be anything at this point, just so long as you, you fully believe and can explain this is worth the money. And this is why <clears throat> to bounce off Bob's point. I mean, what he said, those trips, memories like that, like I, I'm trying to get something like that organized too with my family, just cause it's like, I've not actually had a vacation with my mom since I was like either single digits or a teenager, probably. So like having a trip or two with her to have in the memory banks, that's like more than two decades ago but oddly enough this isn't to like cheat for points or to suck up every project that we've done and like you've invited us to be a part of i've tried to get like posters and memorabilia and shirts and stuff for because it's just like meant so much to me that you've invited us to be a part of it because it's something like we would just never have gotten to do so like i have like a stack of posters i just paid like twelve hundred dollars to have framed heist in space so on and so forth i still have like some of the shirts like we did a charity stream Back in like 2012, 2013, you put our faces, like we each had a shirt and we had like a quote underneath of it. And it's like me with my hair clean shaven, like thumbs up and so on and so forth. I would love to get you guys each to sign one of those and get those framed. But just like the cool stuff we've gotten to do over the years. I have a terrible memory and I sincerely, like honestly worry about like how bad it is sometimes where it's like, as I get older, I'm going to forget some of the cool shit we've gotten to do. So having things like the posters behind me or having like, my big dumb wug character and our characters and stuff all on here and the other poster. I've got the other ones too. This is the one I have right next to me. Having this stuff like framed and like around to remind me of like, we've done some pretty fucking cool stuff over the years. And obviously like, you know, Bob and I probably wouldn't have gotten to do any of it without you inviting us to be a part of it. So thank you. But that's something that means a lot to me. And I would never want to give it like, even if this stuff, like if someone tells me like, oh my God, those three shirts, you guys and those shirts, those are so rare because only like a thousand of them were sold. I will give you a million dollars if you will give me all three of those shirts. I probably wouldn't take it because like the memory is more important to me than that money. I have found like in the highs and lows of financial success, because we've had horrible years like 2019, we've had great years like uh, the past couple, like honestly with the people I have in my life and with my hobbies, Having my phone, a TV, and a computer is honestly really all I need <laughs> to be happy. Like, I don't need to have a ton of stuff. So, like, a million dollars really wouldn't... Whatever. Money would be great. Living, like, being able to retire would be great. But, like, I would rather have those memories. So, having, like, those shirts and stuff, seeing uh, the things we've done. Like, I don't know, getting to walk around, just be, like, see a history of, like, dude, I can't believe 2012 we did that charity stream. I can't believe whatever year heist was, 2017 or whatever. Those memories mean a lot to me. 
uh, just because it's like easy to kind of overlook sometimes some of the things we've gotten to do that like childhood me would have never even dreamed of. Like my biggest dreams and aspirations growing up of being like a successful lawyer or judge pale in comparison to the stuff we've gotten to do over the last 10 years. It really does. That's very nice. And for completely unkiss ass related reasons, I'm going to give you five points. Mm, weird. Weird how that worked out. Can you sign those points so I can sell? I uh, frame them. But it was Bob who brought up that. So Bob actually wins the round of memories. I'm going to give him 10 points because he brought it up at first and he won. I'm giving you five because it was so it was very heartfelt and meaningful. He brought up what? He brought up memories. Yeah, you, you were bouncing off of his idea. That was very actually his idea. So um. well, fuck you. I brought up Beanie Babies. Those are memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my beanie mems i i everything i talked about i remember i brought up memories mm, all right well i but this is all well and good in the the lovely memories that we shared Mark, i thought of a materialistic thing that's what i want i don't want shitty memories i mean good memories wade i paid for those posters man you overcharge <laughs> I do not. What are your profit margins on these things? You said you paid $1,200. I said, how much the poster cost? You just framed it. That cost money. Well, that's true. You should have sold them frames, you cheap ass. <laughs> it would have cost that much money. Actually, I think this one came framed. The other ones didn't. Uh, okay, anyway. Well, uh, Bob, you have a materialistic thing? That's the topic of today. I do. Yes. What's worth it? Uh, so this is, this is a stupid one. It's, it's completely frivolous and I don't actually always spend the money on it, but I like a cool guy. Oh crap. Hang on. I thought I would have this done by now. So cool. God, he's cool. Look how yeah, cool no, he is. The cool grunting noises that I make. <laughs> I have a material follow up. Nope. Uh -huh, no, uh -huh. too late. Uh, I have an iPhone 15 pro baby in the cool titanium color. You Bitch. I think I've talked about before when I got my first smartphone, I had like a panic attack. I was so excited that I like hyperventilated and made myself sick. I it's completely frivolous because I didn't really need a new phone. I had an iPhone 13 Pro that was perfectly functional, but I the mobile technology and the the place that cell phones have gotten to, and I know I have an iPhone, so it's not even like I have all the Android users out there are like, oh, it, we had that five years ago. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. In general, I love phones, phone technology, cases, developments, and all kinds. I buy the phone every couple years because I want it. And I think it's worth it. Because even though it's, I, it's, there's no functional reason that I got rid of any of my previous phones, it just like makes me happy to play with the features and to see where tech is. I'm not really a good power user. I suck at technology and I don't really take advantage of all the cool new features, but it's like a thing I marvel at. I just like, like look at my phone. I'm like, look at what this can do. I remember when NFC first got put into cell phones and everyone was like, what would you even use that for? And now Apple Pay is everywhere and it's like a thing and like just the, the development of technology over you know my lifetime of following it i find fascinating and i find cell phones in particular to be like i would buy the new iphone every year for the rest of my life even though that's a waste of thousands of dollars because i'm lucky enough that i can and because i marvel at it because i just want to like look i want to see and touch it and use the features and like it's very stupid I get mm -hmm. that it's stupid, and I get that there's a lot of people who think I'm a, I'm basic and I suck because I have an iPhone and not uh it, you know some 
trendy, not trendy, some niche Android phone, and I have a whatever. I don't do that. But I do think it's Marvel. It's a Marvel of, you know, technology, and it's very cool, even though Apple is way behind, and they're just adding features. They just switched to USB-C, which is a huge pain in the ass, honestly, because I just, like, uh, I just got in Mandy's car, and she was like, oh, I forgot my phone. Can you plug your phone in to play music? And I was like, no. No, because we don't have that in this car. <laughs> we have lightning cables everywhere because we had iPhones. Not to interrupt you, but I got Zombie Cat from the story. This is Keeters. From the story? Yeah, from when he died almost or whatever. Ah, oh, right. That story. I thought you just told a story today. Apparently he came down to yell at me. Anyway. All right, Bob. That's pretty good. But I wasn't convinced that that cell phone was worth it. So I'm only going to give you one point for that because this it, it, cell phone. What? It has a look. It has a pop socket on the MagSafe. Uh, that was from a 1994 movie. I don't think so. You'd have to have pitched it like Apple does. But I do appreciate that's it. closer to the mark. But I want I want I want something that you convince the audience that it's worth it. That Because I believe that when I describe the Minolta Rook corset, even though it's exorbitantly priced, I believe that over its 50-year history and the amount of hands it had to transfer and the amount of time it had to survive, that justifies its price. I have something probably affordable that I think the audience will want, that I want, that I don't currently have. Okay. We on this podcast have a history. That history, I feel like you guys felt a little bit betrayed by me at one point because I unknowingly kind of failed you. I would love a flat lens cap to flip because mine has that... uh little side gaps mine's better than lens cap and uh honestly getting a flat lens cap that you can flip fairly triangle of fairness is just something i really want to find and invest in because i want to be able to utilize that on this show and in life so as an appeal to the audience out there i know you guys all want one too and just to prove me correct on the subreddit who cares about which version of the iphone you have when you can have a flat lens any lens cap <laughs> Because I think mine just broke would be good. I can't believe that neither of you can say one fucking thing that you would think is fucking worth the money. You don't know of anything that you think. Didn't I say Beanie Babies and cards and shit? I would buy Beanie Babies. That was all about memories. I'm talking about something that people, you don't have to have bought it. I don't own that lens set. Didn't you say you don't use, you just want? Yes. You you broke your own rule with a fucking lens that you'd use. I'm trying to adapt any rule. I, I think it's interesting that you assume that we would have that when I, I sincerely don't, there's not like I'm something I'm embarrassed about that I'm not saying that I obsess over. I don't think I know as much about anything that I like as you know about the things that you really like and really dive deep into. I would agree with that. Is that unusual? Am I actually unusual for that? I don't think it's that unusual, but I don't think it's completely ubiquitous. There's nothing in the world where I'm like, I, I get obsessed and I learn everything about it and I would pay any amount of money. They're just things. There's it's there's nothing that I've ever seen that's more than like, yeah, I mean, I'd like to own that maybe because it's cool, but also it's just a thing. Fascinating. I think that you assume that we have that is the most interesting part of this to me. I think, yeah, I think now I'm discovering that this is more interesting is the fact that you guys don't have that. That's that the is- closest I can relate is like a fucking character in a mobile game. <laughs> what? What? As far as like things I want that I don't have, I've gotten very into mobile games. I played Raid Shadow Legends like non-ironically for like, I don't know, however many years. And there was a character on there who was very hard to get because they don't do side tangent, I guess. No, this is exactly. 
exactly the topic. What the fuck are you saying? Side tangent. Well, because I'm going more in depth with it. A lot of gotcha yes, games do banners, right? And these banners feature specific units. So if you want a specific unit, you summon on that banner hoping to pull it. Raid and some gotchas don't do that. They have just a plethora of units and they might have two different types of currency used to pull them. One being harder to get than the other or whatever, but it's rarer currency. Raid literally stops you from being able to buy just infinite summoning currency. You cannot spend a million dollars summoning on raid if you want to. You have to like pace it out because they literally only sell so many. So trying to get this one specific unit over like however many years, and it's not like I bought every pack or anything either, but like trying to earn free currency to summon and buying packs sometimes, I'm not, I, I paid. Uh, I never was able to pull that unit and I quit playing a while ago, but like it's always bothered me because I still see raid advertisements. I still get like raid sponsorship opportunities and all this other stuff deep in my soul. I still see Sifi, I think her name was Sifi the Lost Bride, was a void legendary. And I still see her in my nightmares and dreams. And it's like, I wanted that unit so badly. And I don't, I've not even played the game for like a year and a half. But like, whenever I see gotchas, talk about gotchas, see anything mentioned with raid, there's a part of me that just like burns with like a, I don't even want to play the fucking game. I just want to summon that goddamn unit so I can rest in peace. Like, if I'm on my deathbed one day, I might say my one regret is quitting before I pulled that unit. Because for, like, two years, I was like, I just want that one unit. That'd be cool to have. And I pulled almost everything else, it feels like. Like, I pulled characters that are better. I pulled characters that are worse. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I just want this unit. And it never came. It's so dumb because the, eventually the game will shut down. It'll be gone. You can't won't be able to access it. But I want to have owned that goddamn unit. And I don't care if someone offers me their account and they have it. That's not the same. I want to see the fucking shard crackle, the gold pour out, and her to step out of the void and be right there, baby. <laughs> and it's so dumb. But God, I wanted that. I want that dopamine feeling of that character so badly. Well, so am I weird that I really don't have stuff like that? Because I will say, you dismissed my car, and I get that car is utilitarian thing, but like the car that I bought is completely frivolous, and I've already spent like several thousand dollars on different upgrades for it as well. Like purely aesthetic upgrades that mean nothing, that are for my own enjoyment. But outside of that, I don't have anything that I obsess about or covet or anything like that. I think what I what I maybe was was wanting is like, I want to know why that car is worth it. Because that's that's what I think uh, gets the reason I brought this subject up is because I always find it fascinating that people look at the things that we talk about and like I say I talk about a hard drive and even if I can explain it I explain it casually like I can't explain the the reason I would pay four thousand dollars for a hard drive is because of the pain that I went through to even get storage working for me and to know that the other options for storage of that magnitude at that speed is 10 times that price if you go another route. So 4000 is worth it because it not only I had to go through the trials and tribulations of it, but also it would by comparison. And then my personal motive, I, I guess what I'm waiting for is less about the money and more why personally it was worth it. Well, that's an easy answer for me. The car, and this is the thing too, I had a motorcycle in college and I feel the same way about about both of these things they make me look like an ass 
They make me look like <laughs> an absolute dickweed. Like I, because in college I had a motorcycle, right? It was a 1978 Honda that I bought for $700 that barely worked. It was like a piece of crap. And I wore, I wore the nerdiest gear you could. I had a black Kevlar jacket and a black, uh, uh, heavy helmet and like I didn't like ride around in a t-shirt and jeans like some cool guy I wore full body armor every time I rode it even if I was only going 10 minutes I looked like an absolute dweeb on that bike and in my car too it's a little blue sports car that like 20 year olds are supposed to drive you wear full black Kevlar in your car no but I wear flat brim oh. <laughs> hats and I drive around with sunglasses on and the sunroof open with my NPR podcasts playing on the stereo I understand that anyone else who sees me driving it looks and is like look at that sad fat guy driving that stupid japanese sports car but when i'm driving my subaru i feel like i'm driving a formula one car i don't give a shit what anyone else thinks about how i look because i know i look like a moron and when i pull up and i drop james off at elementary school in my car that rumbles like like i like i didn't even do anything to the muffler but it's just a loud car right like it's that kind of car where i pull up and it's all and everyone around you is kind of like oh jesus please get hydraulics and heavy bass when you pull up you have npr like basing yeah. over but when i drive it i feel cool it makes me feel the way that i want to feel and when i put the paint match fenders on that i spent twelve hundred dollars on for a part on my car that was not broken it was perfectly fine it's just a different color than the part that came on the car there are people online in the community who are like oh that's a waste of money it's stupid it looks worse i don't care i did it because i think it looks better that way and it makes me feel even cooler in my own head when I drive it. I put a carbon fiber knob on the stick shift, even though that doesn't mean anything and barely makes sense, because why does that need to be carbon fiber? And actually, it's a lighter weight knob, which is not what you want. You want a heavier knob, because that makes the shifting smoother. I like the way it looks, and it feels <laughs> cool, because it means I get to touch carbon fiber when I drive my car. I understand that it's slow. I understand that it's bumpy and it's not comfortable. It's both slow and uncomfortable and pointless but it makes me feel cool god damn it that's why i got the car it's not even an expensive car like it's it's a forty thousand dollar car which is a very expensive car if you're trying to buy one that's just like a a to b like you could get a super cheap car that's perfectly good but uh, it's not like it's a hundred thousand dollar car or a two hundred thousand it's a forty thousand dollar affordable compact japanese car that is known for being unreliable and blowing up engines after 20,000 miles. Is it a 3,000 GT? I got it because it makes me feel cool. No, it's a Subaru <laughs> WRX. They're notorious for, the Boxer engine is notorious for basically being an unreliable piece of shit a lot of the times. I think it's because people don't take care of them and change the oil. But like, if you guys ever see me in my car, tell me if you think it makes me look bad because I think it makes me look like an absolute moron. <laughs> but that's not why I got it. And I don't care because I like the way it feels when I'm driving it. I'm just picturing you with like the, I don't, I don't know if this meme's still relevant. I don't know if you guys remember like whenever FNAF was in like it's heyday and like fuck boys five nights at fuck boys came out and it was like freddy with the sunglasses and like the weed i picture you with like those sunglasses a backwards hat gold chains npr blasting and you're like hydraulicking your car to npr my car is a very like vape god car it's like <laughs> subaru, subaru wrx driver is like 
vape a lot and you know play loud music and have loud exhaust like that's the thing i get where you're coming from though as a person who's only ever owned two cars and they were both sporty my first car was like an old relatively beat up mitsubishi 3000 gt your first car was awesome looked amazing under the hood it was made of plastic and gum i'm pretty sure it was awful the thing broke down it cost so much to keep that thing fixed and running it was just a piece of shit and i tried to take good care of it no matter what i did something went horribly wrong all the time with that car but on the outside beautiful and there's no better feeling this is so dumb but i remember i was having a bad day and i went to wendy's and i was buying food and i went through the drive-thru and the dude went to take my car and he was like nice car man and i was like and my whole day turned around <laughs> from that interaction. And I was like, it is a nice car and I am driving it. I'm amazing. Bow before me, mortals. Give me my nugs and pray to me, your God. Did you get in that car accident right after that? Like you were driving home from that <laughs> restaurant? Boom. That wasn't, that wasn't even the car accident car. His, his second car was the one that got destroyed by a semi. No, that was the car. So the 3000 I was driving when I first met molly and i was um working and there was a day where i was driving home and i made a turn and i was like listening to music and like someone looked at me and i like gave him a look like yeah pretty cool car and i swear to god the moment i did that my car stalled and died and like it just <laughs> came to a stop in a busy rush hour road right in front of like a walgreens and i had to get out and i was working at um cincinnati eye institute at the time so I was wearing like scrubs, like black scrubs. So I had to get out of my car in my scrubs and push it into the parking lot and call a tow company. Cool, cool, cool. So I remember that moment. No, it was my, I had a, a Scion FRS was the one that got hit by a semi. But I also got some like nice car, dude, cool car. And it happened like what, maybe once every few months, somebody would make a comment. But those moments it was like, yes. Yes, they notice, they see, they see me. <laughs> I don't know, I'm an attention whore, so I love attention any way I can get it. But someone complimenting your car just feels good. It's so dumb, but man, it feels good. It's like, I would rather someone compliment my car than me. Like, wait, you're looking great. It's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Wait, nice car. Dude, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bob, I get it. I relate to you. Then I'll say that it was my bad for trying to exclude cars in the first place because I sometimes forget that is. So it was minus 10 points. All right. I'll take 10 points off myself. I love the power I have to remove points when someone else hosts. I don't know how that works, but it. I don't like, either, but it always does. Do I have that power? Try. Uh, fuck you. So I'm wrapping up this episode and I was adding points. So I really actually in a stunning sweep. And I will say, like, I guess this was a nebulous subject. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys trying your best for it. I apparently have obsessions that apparently uh, people don't understand. But what I thought was going to open up more conversation because I didn't know about the Minoltas until it was told to me. So it actually wasn't even my obsession or like, I don't mm. have an obsession with lenses. And that's why it was so fascinating hearing about the lenses. <laughs> Every step of this episode, we've talked about so many different things. And the only thing you ever relate to is these lenses. You're like, I'm not even obsessed with them. I like other things. We're like, cars, beanie babies, boats, memories. You're like, but this lens, man. I, I don't love it, but like... I don't know lenses. That's the thing. I don't know lenses. And it was just one conversation that suddenly made me go, that $120,000 set was worth it. 
Like it was worth the money because of what I was told from someone else. Do you own it? Are we getting like Bob and I have one for Christmas? How many times have I said I don't own it? Is this actually being filmed on those lenses you don't own right now, Mark? Is Ashton Kutcher going to step out? Is he filming us on those lenses? I totally understand why people listening at home will assume so many random things because they'll hear me say the words like someone else is telling me about these lenses and I didn't buy them. But they'll hear the words like I bought lens set. So you just admitted it. <laughs> Yeah, you said it you said it your own self with your own mouth. You talk weird, but I bought those lenses. It's what you said. <laughs> I swear that's what people hear. Anyway, so I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh today's big, big winner. Huge congratulations to Now the thing about the MC Row course is that there's actually a few different varieties of it. Wade! Me? Yeah. I don't know why I'm so stunned, but I am. Thank you. Yeah, you you had uh you had 20 points exactly to Bob's 16 points. That's pretty good. How many of those were uh, suck-up points for when he... Five. Ah, he did get five not suck-up points. Oh, okay. Interesting. I guess if you were to hyper-analyze like that, even though I did give you 10 when I gave him those five. Sure, sure. You did get credit for an entire genre, Bob. Anything that I want that's associated with a memory, I apparently got you points. So that was a pretty <laughs> vague, you know, I, I feel pretty good about your amount of points from that because that felt a little unfair at the time. Anytime anyone brings up memory, the word memory, it'll actually give Bob a point. So that's a rule from going here on out. That's the most ironic rule on this podcast <laughs> someone in the subreddit is going to keep track and be pissed when we don't that guy is like right now he's like oh are they gonna actually fucking do that i guess i'll know all right we are gonna do this because bob you cannot spam memory and say okay. that you cannot capture our voice on your uh recorder and play it and convince us if you can play it and we don't catch it then maybe but i'm gonna go ahead and say that's against the rules you can't say it anytime I or Wade say the word memory or bring up a memory it has to give you a one point but only one point per memory the word memory or bring up a memory okay perfect I've got that for later <laughs> next episode is going to be called memories I'm going to host it it'll be a very fair episode <laughs> we're going to talk about some of our favorite memories it's weird I don't have any I'll just let Mark talk I guess uh, interesting <laughs> I, I had amnesia 23 years ago so so you remember everything for the last 23 years? Uh, 35 years ago, I had amnesia. Do you remember your whole life? I guess we've all had amnesia from before we were born. Can you forget what you never knew? Okay, alt-rock song from the 90s. Can't forget what I never knew that I'd meant so much to you. And that's Wade's winner speech. Congratulations, Wade. Bob, here's your loser speech. I'm not going to sing it. I'm sad that I lost. I feel like Wade really stole a lot of topics for me. He really jumped in on mine, and I feel like I got given plenty of points, but somehow it was still unfair. Sad that you lost and Wade won, but this episode's almost done. Is he, can he lose points for that still? Or is that... Um, I can. How many you want me to deduct? Two. All right, two. Okay, sorry, but Wade, you lose two, but that still makes you win. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I would like to know if any of you have hyperfixation or just knowledge. It doesn't have to be a fixation or an obsession, or it doesn't even have to be something you care about. You could have just an appreciation for it and be like, oh, I know that this thing is worth it. I know that the telescope in 
in Chile is worth it, uh, the money, and here's why. How many points would it have been worth if you asked me that? And I opened up my wall and I just had like a statue of you and I'm like, Mark, you've always been my fixation. Good thing this episode wasn't about fixations, was it? <laughs> Keep guessing, you'll get, the, you'll get there. It's been you all along, buddy. <laughs> Uh huh. Anyway, thank you. If you have any knowledge at all out there, please provide it to us. So thank you. <laughs> have a good day. Uh, check out store.distractiblepodcast.com for six months from now. We'll see you in the next one. Podcast out.